0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 415 of Longbox Heroes. I'm Joe, joined by Todd. Todd, how are we doing this week?
0: I'm doing fantastic, stress-free, you know, no technological glitches. I'm ready to go.
1: We're getting ready to dive into the week that was uh, comic book news and all sorts of jazz like that. We need a better, like, opening to let everyone know. We got to take for granted after 415 episodes that if you're listening to the show by now, you know what the show is going to bring you.
0: Right, so you're saying we should get rid of the opening?
1: No, what I'm saying is we need to both somehow not take for granted that everyone listening to the show knows what we're going to be talking about, but also be welcoming to new listeners that may be like, hey, you know, I'm going to start this brand new podcast about comic books on episode 415. I'm sure I could catch up, no problem.
0: That's if they, yeah. Um, Yeah, so, uh, hi, everybody who's new. Welcome to Longbox Heroes. I'm Todd.
1: And I'm Joe. I used to be Leonard, and sometimes I'm Diamond Joe Leonard. Let's not muddy (laughs) the issue.
0: (laughs) Consider it muddied.
1: Oh! And again, to, as As we're talking about not muddying up the show. Hey, remember one of the things that we talked about in After Dark that's not coming out for another two days and on a completely different uh feed?
0: Remember mm-hmm. when I
1: said that the next free weekend I have is the, the weekend of the 19th of October? Yeah, I forgot right. I have a wrestling booking that weekend as well. I was just reminded. Book it. Oh, as we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. All right, but let's get into the comic book stuff. Uh So, in the news, Todd, we have a trigger for me. Ooh. Two ways that DC is working on getting you to go to Walmart. And I mean, <laughs> not the royal you, I mean specifically Todd. Me? Yes. And a way Marvel is attempting to trick me to buy more books when I'm actually trying to buy less books. Oh, that's how they get you. Uh, we're gonna get into uh conventions that are happening this weekend. One specifically that hits home to this very show. Ooh. Uh the digital sales and freebies that are currently going on, which reminds me to check to see if they've messed around with the freebies. <laughs> uh what we read from this past week, which was the Dreaming Number One, Thanos Legacy number one, and as Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Also what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh And discussion of two things out of the mailbag, since we teased that we were going to talk about one last week and then we forgot to.
0: What, we forgot we messed up on this show? Impossible.
1: It's an entire arm of the network that's just riddled with failure, Todd. (laughs) Oh, boy. And they did mess up my freebies, but we'll get to that later. Oh, good. Let's get into the news, Todd. So, let's start off the news with the trigger for me. Uh, So, it was recently announced that a solicited collection of comic books from the 90s from DC was being cancelled. And when I looked to see what it was, it was a previous set of collections (laughs) that they had previously cancelled in the past. Okay. Okay. Uh So many moons ago, DC had solicited that after they had collected Mark Wade's run on the Flash, they were going to collect Mark Wade's run on Impulse. Mm-hmm. And this was during a period of time where DC decided to solicit a bunch of books and <laughs> then cancel them. Impulse by Mark Wade being one. Uh, collecting the second features from the books uh, <laughs> and putting those out in a trade, Uh the full run of Rebels in trade. It was a self-contained thing that was like 35 or 36 issues. We're going to put out the first five trades and then we're going to cancel the sixth trade.
0: The last trade of Hitman. The
1: last trade of Hitman. So any time that a story comes out of DC canceling something and then... Canceling a solicitation for a trade, especially of something, just in general, but when it's something that I wanted to read or something that I was hoping would actually come out.
0: Something you hold dear.
1: Yes. So uh it turns out that it's not canceled. Um, <laughs> it's being delayed. The current solicitations have been canceled, uh, but it appears as though... They're having problems in transferring the way that the, this specific comic was printed in the 90s, and they're having issues with transferring it over to an omnibus. Now Todd, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think DC printed other books at the same time as Impulse.
0: Right, but here's the thing, Joe. Go ahead. They don't transfer well into omnibuses because they end up failing. See Justice League International omnibus. See the, the like Mr. Miracle omnibuses or whatever they are. The, fr- the fourth world om- like because every time they seem to put out an omnibus, there's a mistake. So I think they caught a impulse mistake early. Okay. And they're like, really, another one? Push this back. I honestly do, because their history, like, of other stuff is great. Their absolutes, their trades, their hardcovers, but their omnibus have been a cluster. They've just been terrible.
1: Now, and they are going to re release those trades that they had previously canceled in lieu of this omnibus, and they're hoping to be able to fix the problem with the omnibus in the near future. Mm -hmm. But how – okay – I know that you say that DC has printed omnibus before, where there's flaws or errors or mistakes. But I know that there was stuff that was out around this time. Isn't Grant Morrison's Justice League in an omnibus?
0: That I don't know. I I don't know how – I know they have a bunch of omnibus. I think they even have, like, a Titans omnibus, and a lot of them just just Justice Society of America omnibus. I don't know. It just seemed like there was a run of them under a certain like the last couple under like whoever was in charge of them. That's
1: that to me seems the problem. So whoever's in charge and put uh whoever's in charge of that part of DC needs to be fired and you put in charge of that. Working in charge of putting together sales at Comixology needs to be fired, and I need to be put in charge of that. Not that I don't already have enough work on my plate (laughs) as it is, but that's work that I will gladly take.
0: How fantastic would it be for me and you sharing an office at DC headquarters? Just like you hashing out the sales and me like, oh, like another omnibuy. Let me look through page one. Everything's fine. Page two. Everything's fine. And Joe's over in the other corner, just like, all right, uh, Batman year one. When should we, uh, have that as a sale? Let me check always. <laughs> so let's go down the list. Dark Knight return. Always.
1: I hope yeah, they we... put us in the office that already has the line of tape down the middle, separating the office, because they, the people who were in there before already had a fight. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, anytime that we get a new duo in, we just put them in the already taped-up I Love Lucy <laughs> uh, yeah. office, so you're good to go.
0: The bathroom's mine. Well, the entrance is mine. <laughs> that whole, like, standard, that that gold standard joke.
1: Oh, yeah, it's the gold standard. <laughs> Anywho, uh, something that DC is doing correctly, or at least somewhat successfully, uh, is their partnership that they have with Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, those collections, those 100-page giants that they've been putting out that I've yet to see in the wild.
0: Like at Walmart, at your local like uh, Walmart preserve?
1: Yes, at my Walmart <laughs> preserve. <laughs> yes. Um, so... I have yet to see those, and I look for them, you know, I'm in the sections where those would be, and I'm at Walmart, like, maybe once every two weeks. hmm You know, my wife gets certain groceries there, and my kid gets his Pokemon cards there.
0: They're not near the Pokemon cards?
1: Well, one would think that they should be by the Pokemon cards, because I love the accompanying picture with the article, where it's just a bunch of issues randomly <laughs> thrown in XY Elite Trainer boxes, Pokemon standees.
0: And they sold them special cardboard standees with the DC characters on them.
1: No, but the the sections that I go to is like, you know, the video games and over by the video games where the books are. And I always go over by the books. They're not there.
0: Check Uh, the toys.
1: Not the toys section and not by the uh, Pokemon cards.
0: Hmm. I wonder if they have some periodicals that they might
1: have. Well, those are over by the books.
0: Okay, they are by the books. I don't Yeah. I don't get too many Walmart books, but uh I was just actually up there at, before we recorded this i was and I didn't check to see if they had anything. I was getting some booberry cereal, but uh I didn't see any comics anywhere. they well, weren't near the blueberry cereal
1: not near the way. blueberry cereal, so you're gonna need to get up there uh soon because they're not only putting out one holiday special they're putting out two holiday specials. Uh, at the Walmart DC special editions, whatever, whatever. And the Halloween one is a Swamp Thing-themed thing. Right. So it's as as though they're specifically printing comics just to lure Todd to Walmart.
0: Yes, and the thing is, is because they haven't announced any creative teams or stories, so because they're – my thing is that, granted, most of them will probably be reprints, as they are. That's how they're saving money. But there's always a new story in there, so there'll be a new Halloween Swamp Thing story. And then the other one's a holiday story in, in November. It's going to be out in time for Christmas. Um, so I, I figured that they'll have – that'll be reprints of classic DC Comics holiday uh, stories, but there'll probably be a new one. So that means I have to go get them. The only difference between – are these – no, I was going to say these are still $4.99, right? Yes. Okay because I'm thinking of which is a sweet deal because all the holiday specials that DC puts out are 9.99. Oh, so yeah. I'm not used to, I'm not used to that cut in price for a holiday special. But I'm going to go try and get them.
1: And uh, I will uh, they have um, published dates which they're allegedly supposed to be in stores. Uh, what was it uh, the First week of October and last week of November, I think it says. Okay. Allegedly. So I'll, I'll do my best to coordinate Walmart trips down my way. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so first week of October and second week of November is actually when the specials are supposed to be out respect respectively.
0: Yep. Fire me off a text if you find one.
1: And I'll, I'll just grab one for you and go from there, you know?
0: But what if I've already got it? Then I gonna have, have waste one for one? myself. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were going to take it back with the receipt and demand money.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't...
0: <laughs> this comic is defective, sir.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, we got one more news story to talk about, but it kind of relates. I have a friend of mine who I'm not going to mention, okay? I'm not going to mm-hmm. say his name. Right. But he may live in another country. Another country that's easily passable... Uh, into the United States and into this other country, okay? Okay. And California. What he may do is purchase um, certain toys at American Walmarts, <sighs> return them to the country that he's <laughs> from's Walmarts where they're a uh, higher price, right? And then use that money to buy his groceries. Oh my god. The 2018 uh <laughs> version of the Kroger meat scam.
0: Uh that's got to be an international crime.
1: <laughs> um I don't know.
0: First of all, he's probably slipping over the border illegally. We should put up a wall, a Walmart wall, a Walmart if you will. Uh, so we we can't build they can't they can't just steal our toys.
1: I think we'll oh. have the Canadians build that wall. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be, it's just going to be flapjacks and maple syrup.
1: Yeah, it's all overrated. They could keep their poutine. <sighs> I anyway, don't
0: know what that is, but anyway.
1: The, uh, poutine is uh, the fancy name for gravy on French fries in Canada. Is it really? Yes.
0: Okay. Sounds pretty crappy to me. Mm-hmm.
1: So the but last thing true. I want to mention is uh, Marvel has announced a book coming out. Now, I was tentative about the first book of this. Uh, in the October solicitations, there was a book entitled Superior Octopus, which was playing on the uh, tropes and the so forths of my love for Superior Spider-Man. And I'm like, well, I could probably skip that because that's just a one-shot. Oh, no. Of course, it's going to be a ongoing series. Of Superior Spider-Man with Dr. Octopus back again as the Superior Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, so it's them retreading one of my personal favorite comic book stories, and it's only, what, like five years old or something? And we're mm-hmm. going back to it.
0: What do you what are you saying? They that sometimes comic companies go back to what's sold over and over and over again.
1: Well, usually we give we got to give you at least a ten year nostalgia kick on it. Five not years, any, is suspect. not
0: anymore. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Times a wasting, man. Do you know how many number ones they they sell in the course of a f- five years for this for one book?
1: How many? Probably around five. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. I wasn't excited about the one shot, but now that's an ongoing series, I'll definitely check it out. It has my interest peaked <laughs> at a time when I'm trying to cut more and more books.
0: Wow. I am trying to cut more and more books myself. And I think maybe one of these days I have to go over my lists with you.
1: Well, uh, here's a good way to go over your list. This is the way I was going to mention it in the what we read, la- uh, this last week and what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, while I enjoy your book, if I haven't read it in at least three months,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm
1: still buying it, I'm probably not going to buy it anymore. That's a good
0: plan. Yeah. That's a good plan. What about uh, – well, see, so you don't have the time. There are things that I'm buying mm-hmm. that I still think are ho-hum, but yeah. I still buy them, and I don't know. Like That's the that's the problem one. You know what I mean? The problem ones that I have over the course of time. So we'll,
1: well have well, again, to see. Well, ho- ho-hum I'll give you. But if it's not a prior – like, you you only have a certain amount of time in the day to read comic books, right? Right. Whatever the stuff that you're reading first, obviously, is never going away. The stuff that you're reading, like, third and fourth – but, like, if you get to a book and you've built up, like, a non-D well, – DC book, let's say, six issues or something – but a Marvel book or an Image book or an Archie book or a Valiant book or whatever it is, and you've got three issues piled up and you're going to buy the fourth, mm-hmm. that's a good time to cut that book.
0: See, see, the difference is, the difference was with me is I read my books different from you, Joe. Whoa, well, first listen, of all, I have... whoa,
1: hang on. People do things differently than me. This is, <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing this.
0: That's right. First of all, I have more time in the day to read comics than you do. That's true. Second of all, I read my comics from the comics I'm looking forward to least to the comics I'm looking forward to most. That way, it spurns me to get through stuff. And like stuff, I'm not saying like least, I'm like, oh, it's not, you know, not Batman. It's, it's something else, something I just, so I read those books first. And then as I get, I get like more and more, I want to read What's coming is very rare unless I don't want something spoiled that I go right to it like something I'm looking forward to most. So th- that's the way I do it to keep to keep me burning through the pile, if it makes any sense.
1: Right. And that's the thing. It's it's tough for me to burn through the pile because there's stuff, of course, you know, that I want to read for the show. And there's <laughs> stuff that I'm, like, really excited about reading, whether we're talking about it on the show or not. And then that just means other stuff kind of falls to the wayside. And then it falls to the wayside and it falls to the wayside, falls to the wayside more and more and more and more. And there's books that, like, I've been buying for, like, three, four, five months that I haven't read yet. Right. So, eventually, by cutting down my list, it'll help me, you know. Save money. Save money. Keep that backlog at a manageable pile. And then, as I'm reading the more current stuff, I'll have more time to go back and revisit older stuff. I gotcha. But I think I ended up cutting about, like, 10 or 12 books.
0: I'm actually interested in what you cut. Maybe you should s- send me off a triplicate email.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm actually curious. I'll... I could... We could talk about it off air.
0: All right. No problem. I don't
1: want to bury a bunch of stuff.
0: That's why I said, send me an email, Joe. Yep. See, I'm. I'm smart sometimes.
1: Yeah. Not like everyone says. And Absolutely. you want respect. <laughs> so... Uh, moving on to the conventions this week. And there's a bunch of conventions this week. And then one more time, I gotta give Todd a shout out for pointing me in the direction of that one site that actually lists all the conventions that are going on.
0: Yay, I did something right.
1: Instead of just a few of them.
0: Yay, I'm helping, as Zoidberg would say.
1: <laughs> right. So there's a bunch of conventions going all, all over the United States and other areas as well. Starting with Midgard, a convention that's happening in Iceland.
0: Ooh, I like I like the whole feel of that name.
1: hmm The guest of honor there is Dan Abnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Ren Con. Uh, it's supposed to be taking place in Renton, Washington, but it's actually taking place in Tuck Willow, Washington. Uh, Larry Hama is going to be there. Now, the California Republic Comic Con in Merced doesn't have a ton of comic book people, but it does have my favorite Doctor Who villain.
0: Ooh. Does it have uh, the master from the Eighth Doctor
1: story? Eric Roberts, yes. That's,
0: that's right.
1: Uh, some of the bigger conventions going on this weekend, though. Uh, there's a Verment, Vermont, Vermont, Vermont. Listen to me, Vermont <laughs> Comic Con uh, in <laughs> Barrie, Vermont. Uh, right. Steve Englehart and John Amos is going to be there. Oh, cool. The guy who owns McDowell's.
0: <laughs> Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a regular
1: bar. <laughs> Our buns have no seeds. That's right. Uh, there's the Fandemic Tour in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, oh boy, I, uh, I, I button-hooked myself here with some of these notes. Uh, Rags Morales is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Campbell is going to be there. Right. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is going to be there. I have to get into the guests again because I messed up my notes. I did my notes too far in advance, and I got myself confused.
0: That never happens to me. You know why? Oh, that's why. (laughs) I never do notes. Right.
1: Uh, You know, uh, Dave Bautista, Michael Rooker, a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy type folks. Who knows what that franchise is going to be looking like these days. (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to be there.
0: Batman's father.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh Stephen UN is going to be there as well.
0: Stephen UN, was he uh Glenn?
1: He was Glenn, yes. And one of the junkions are gonna be there, Todd. Oh, the Michael Palin? Junkion. Which one was that? Uh her shoot name is Pollyanna something or other.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like uh wasn't there one of the Monty Pythons was a on
1: Eric Idle was uh, the lead Junkie on of the Transformers movie. That's correct. But right. I mean the Junkie on from The Walking oh. Dead.
0: Oh, the the, the real Junkie ons. Okay, yes. I thought you meant those fake, you know, knockoff Junkie ons <laughs> from that other that from that GoBit movie. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: there's a convention happening in Cincinnati. Uh, Mike Zek, Neil Adams, uh, Art Balthazar, J M DeMatties, uh Kevin McGuire is going to be there. Conspicuous Not. By- conspicuous that's, by his a- absence uh keith isn't going to be there
0: not so fast my friend Uh oh i was just on kevin mcguire's twitter Uh-oh. and he was talking with a certain jm and he said he's not going to cincy he has deadlines to make what for Supergal. gal
1: <laughs> what has he ever met a deadline
0: <laughs> he never met
1: a deadline he couldn't miss that's right so, the big convention, though, this weekend is the Keystone Comic-Con in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm, really? There's a plethora of comic book type folks there. Uh Chris Claremont, Fabian Nicienza, uh Franco of the Art and Franco tandem, Frank Miller, Fred Van Lente, Greg Capullo, Kyle Starks, uh Nick Spencer, all sorts of tons and co- tons of comic book folks. But then there's also people there from the world of... Sports and entertainment together, Todd. Uh, oh, Blue literally. Mittens is going to be there. I know him. Right? Uh, both of the Bellas, the one mm-hmm. and the other one, are going to be there.
0: <laughs> uh, identical sorcery!
1: And Daniel Bryan is going to be there. Ah, oh,
0: negative, negative, negative.
1: But Todd, above all else, mm-hmm. the reason, I now, unfortunately, I cannot attend <laughs> Keystone Comic Con in Philadelphia. Sadly, I have a booking with AIW Root Beer Wrestling out in Ohio this weekend that takes precedence over this. Um, But if I was not going to be at AIW, I would most certainly be partaking in the Jim Cornette festivities that are taking place (laughs) at Keystone (laughs) Comic Con.
0: Oh my God. I was so broke. I was so broken up, Joe when you when you canceled our trip down there together because you were like we're going to go I'm going to drive you down there we're going to go see Jim Clarinet and he's going to throw burger towels into the audience and he's going to say GD, <laughs> mf pluto and i'm going to be like oh good i couldn't get i can't wait and then you're like i can't go and i'm like i can't i can't see jim clarinet without you that would be wrong
1: well, Todd, luckily you're going in my steed for the mm-hmm. Friday night uh, event, which is a separate ticket than the main show. Right? Are you uh, buying? Where it's a special meet and greet uh, with Jim Cornette, where he's going to be doing his one man show, <laughs> which apparently, and it says, "Come see Jim Cornette stand up and potentially <laughs> melt down." Right. Then there's the extra cheese with Jim Cornette. <sighs> Which is another extra ticket to buy, which is a VIP experience, uh, which gives you a free photo op, personal time with Jim Cornette, <laughs> and a cheesesteak.
0: Oh, fantastic. I don't know where
1: the cheesesteak is from, but Let I think it's you- going to have extra cheese, extra mayo, double onion. <laughs> and then he might say something if your order's wrong that might be not able to say on this show.
0: Oh my god, so you're saying I have to have two tickets?
1: Three tickets. One for the main oh. show, one for the, uh, the, 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 the whatever they're calling it, the stand up thing, where you're mm-hmm. gonna watch a fan cam footage of a 30 year old wrestling match with no commentary, <laughs> and then a separate ticket for the meet and greet and the cheesesteak.
0: Well, let me just say, I would use my Keystone Comic-Con ticket, Mm. but I know what I would do with the other two tickets.
1: (laughs) Would you mash them together, Todd? Yes, I would. (sighs) Now, the the Jim Cornette Extra Experience, Todd, is only an extra 75 bucks. And
0: would you have paid that? (laughs) I want to know, honestly, would you have paid that for yourself? Maybe. Oh, my God. You mark you. <laughs> <laughs> that is the definition. I know, you, you know, your, your vernacular, people don't like using that word. That That is the only time that that, oh, my God, $75. I will, to I will say this, oh.
1: though, Todd. Yeah. To paraphrase a Jim Cornette Turner phrase, mm-hmm. I would rather drive six hours to make money than drive two hours to lose money.
0: But you're losing money by going to this.
1: Going to know. what?
0: See, if you went to see if you went to see Jim Clarinet and paid seventy five bucks, that's the definition of losing. Money.
1: Right, but that, no, that well, okay, maybe not lose money. Sp- I would rather drive six hours to make money, a booking for professional wrestling, right, than drive two hours and spend oh. money.
0: See, I thought you were talking about going. I got you now. I was so confused by by that wrestling talk, uh-huh. which is very you know very tricky. Right. So I got gotcha. you, but uh, I'm going, and sadly, I'm going to miss Jim Clarinet. Now so, uh...
1: I am, I am going to ask because he is allegedly supposed to be selling like Silver Age Marvel comics as well as his usual <laughs> various and sundry flea market of wares.
0: Right. Right.
1: I'm going to ask. I don't know if he brings them on his person. Mm-hmm. But if he has burger towels there, I may have you pick me one up. I want you just to walk by, see if the burger towels are there. If he has a burger towel, I may have you pick one up for me.
0: Okay, so I should take extra burger towel money?
1: You know, I don't know how much the burger towels run you, but, you know, they're a couple bucks.
0: How many clarinets should I put you down for?
1: No clarinets.
0: No clar- Two Two burger towels
1: <laughs> and a clarinet. Got it. Let me go see if the price list is over on Oh, uh,
0: Burger towels. Price, too much no matter what you paid. Oh, my God. I'm actually sad you're not going.
1: I'm sad it I'm not going either. I'd, I would have loved to have gone. It would have been a trip for the ages, Joe. Now, they do have a – now, I don't know if – because, again, they do sell the burger towel, but then they also have the burger towel two-pack. I just want one. <laughs> I know – uh I know if there was two burger towels, I know you would do with them. <laughs> right, and I would give them to you in a box. Right, but it claims the burger towel is only 10 bucks.
0: Okay, so do you just want a burger towel?
1: I do want a burger. If he has burger towels there, I'd like a burger towel. All
0: right, now what if he's only selling them in twos? No joke. You know, No uh, two
1: joke. Talk him down to one. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing more I want to do with my
0: my trip away to Comic Nirvana is haggle with Jim Clarinet over burger towel <laughs>
1: Thank you for the best day of my life, Joe. That's my gift to you. It only cost you ten dollars. Those other people have to pay seventy five dollars for their time with Jim Cornet.
0: I don't want to sell you this burger towel <laughs> for ten bucks. <laughs> it's twenty for two, and that's the only way. <laughs> GDMF, Pluto.
1: <laughs> I bet you'd love your impersonation of him. You should try that out on
0: him. <laughs> wasn't that the whole point of you going with me? Was so I could do my impersonation of Pritchard's doing <laughs> doing him. Isn't that wasn't that the whole thing?
1: That was uh that was a plan. Yeah.
0: Yes. By the way, that's what I'm calling that guy now from now on. I'm Pritchards. yelling Pritchards every time, <laughs> like like he's he's Reed Pritchards.
1: So again, that was an extra long uh, convention thing, only because Todd is going to be there. Are yes, you going? i have three pins. days.
0: I'm just going the one. I'll have pins on me on Friday. That's the one time I'll be
1: there. All right. So if you're going to Keystone Comic Con on Friday, look for Todd.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, send him a tweet. Say, hey, Todd. I'm you know I'm at the Jim Cornette thing. Come meet me. <laughs>
0: I'm anywhere but at the Jim Cornette
1: <laughs> table. <laughs> all right. But the links to all these conventions will be in the show notes, just like links to the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named network.com, soon-to-be-named uh, where you can find all the shows in our little network of shows, whether it be this show, of course, uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Podficacy, uh Everlasting Minute, which again is getting toward the end of that, putting out two episodes a week, uh, look at the show image. They're almost at the end of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, and who knows what they'll be doing next. Uh, Puzzle Warriors 3, um Profane Argument, Fresher in Parlance, and of course the newest show to the network, At Odds with Wrestling with Joe and Adam, which has been a smash success. And you could hear how much it smashed things if you listen to After Dark this week. Or hey, maybe After Dark will be in this feed. Who knows? We'll find, <laughs> we'll all find out together. Can't wait. Uh, But also, uh, in the show notes, be sure to check out our friend of the show, super ultra mega listener of the show, Jason Sandberg's original comic, Jupiter. Uh, It's $8 for a huge digital collection of uh, some of the funniest satire, both political and non-political, that you'll read uh, with your hard-earned $8. So definitely check that out. The link is in the show notes. Uh, Jason did a really good job, and hopefully – more people buy this, and he'll get to do more and more and more, and I can't wait for the next release. And when the next release comes out, we'll talk about it here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: While you're over at Comixology, of course, there's a bunch of stuff on sale. A couple holdovers uh, from the previous week. Uh, Titan with their gaming stuff on sale. Stuff like Warhammer and other stuff that confuses me. Uh, IDW is having a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sale centered around Rocksteady and Bebop. Um, Image is also having a recent hits sale, and that's one of those ones where it's a lot of the newer stuff. You gotta put a coupon code in, sure. Uh, Marvel is having three different sales going on. One, uh, with Iceman. One, because of the Iron Fist TV show, uh, that came out on Netflix. Hey, Todd, did you know there was a second season of, uh... Iron Fist on Netflix,
0: I did not. I have to get through the first of uh, uh season two of Luke Cage now
1: mm-hmm. and then uh the first Civil War stuff is uh all on sale, and I meant to peruse that one just a little bit just to see if what ancillary stuff they put in there um you know obviously all the crossovery stuff, anything that had like that funky uh Civil War trade dress, but uh they also include siege in this. Mm -hmm. And they also include Avengers The Initiative, which is actually a a really good comic book. And that's what I wanted to double check to see if it was in there. And it is good. If you like the C and D Mort level uh, characters from the world of the Marvel Universe, Avengers The Initiative was the book to check out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That gets a high recommendation. And DC is having a sale, Todd. It's a Batman Day sale.
0: (laughs) Wonder what they'll have in there.
1: Todd, they got Batman stuff on sale.
0: Oh boy! <laughs> Are there any sales from any certain years of Batman? Like, well,
1: they have. Uh, I'm looking here. They have year two. Ooh.
0: They have year, year two? three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Long Halloween's kind of a year one story.
0: Do they have year zero?
1: Oh, they do have year zero.
0: Ooh. Now, if there was like a, only a number in there somewhere. <laughs>
1: Uh, But, no, of course they have Batman Year One, and, of course, they have Batman Dark Knight and Dark Knight Returns. Pretty much any Batman thing that has happened of note in the last 40 years is in this sale. Um, You know, we mention it from time to time, uh, Batman the Black Mirror, uh, the first Scott Snyder thing that he did on Batman. Probably one of the better Batman stories of the more recent years is in there. (laughs) Uh, The Tom King stuff is in there in trades up to what would be the sixth trade, which is up to what would be issue 44. So you can get pretty much caught up on the Tom King Batman stuff.
0: That's right. You're only ten issues away from the current one with all up to there.
1: Uh, then they have a bunch of starting point stuff, a bunch of, like, first trades of a variety of things. Uh, Gail Simone Batgirl, uh, Batman and Robin, both the first run and then the second one when it picks up where Dick Grayson was uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh They have the first. Now, and, and again, there's bargain stuff in here, too. If you want to get the first 20 issues of Nightfall, you can get that for, like, five bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you like Batman, you like his family of characters, definitely check those out. I'm looking to see if they have, I think it's in a collection, they don't have the single issue, sadly, of the Joker's Asylum thing. I was, because I was going to suggest buying just that Penguin issue.
0: Jason Aaron. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But they only have, like, they have the trade of that in there, you know?
0: Still a good trade.
1: Still a good trade, but, you know... A lot of good Batman stuff in there, so check it out if you like Batman. And who doesn't like Batman? Mm-hmm. But if you like free stuff, Todd. Right. Uh, the free stuff that Marvel has available for you this week, and it's usually like for two or three weeks they have it available, uh, they have something called Ultimate Origins, which was a Brian Michael Bendis penned miniseries in the Ultimate Universe that is like about the Super Soldier and Weapon X programs? I don't know. I think that one even missed my net of catching Bendis stuff. That, I don't remember that at all. Right. I have no memory of that. I do have memory of when they changed Ultimate Spider-Man to Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. They have the number one of that. Uh, then I they also have Spidey, which was kind of like an all-ages book from about uh, three years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the gold jewel in the freebie books would be Thanos number 1 written by Jeff Lemire with art by Mike Diodato.
0: which was a fantastic book that ran right into the to the Donny Cates run right?
1: Yep, ran right into the Donny Cates run, ran right into Cosmic Ghost Rider and ran right into some of the books that we're going to be talking about here. So Todd, I'll let you start with talking about one of the books that we read from this past week which was Thanos Legacy number 1.
0: Right, which actually does – it's two stories. The first story is by Donnie Cates and art by Brian Level. Then there was a second story, Jerry Dugan, uh, with art by Corey Smith. But I'm going to start with the first story, which uh, literally takes place right after – the Donny Cates uh, run, and it bridges, it actually bridges what was going on in, uh, which has already happened in an issue of Infinity Wars, uh, which is going on at Marvel right now, which I do, I'm not reading, so I didn't know that, but basically this gets you from Thanos coming back in time, from you know, double-crossing future Thanos, and uh, what happens to him in uh, Infinity Wars, and I didn't know certain details about it, so it was a bit of a, a shock to me, but I like the story. It's a great Donnie Kate story, but it feels like it was thrust together to, you know, latch on to what's going on in Infinity Wars and to fix a lot of Thanos appearing in other books and, f- like, just, just quickly, fi- uh, trying to get everything in the continuity the right way before they finish up what they're doing in, in Infinity Wars. Like, he goes to see Mephisto to tell him, like, hey, don't mess with Frank Castle. There's like things like that. So he's doing the things that wipe out the timeline that he promised he would in this. And then we get his showdown with Gamora, apparently. And there, like I said, it's a really good story, but it just feels like um, it was maybe just done tacked on to Infinity Wars, if that makes any sense.
1: Yes. Uh, this is the closest that I've felt about wanting to read another big Marvel crossover mm-hmm. if this essentially was just set up to sucker you into trying to read this. And right. I mean that in the best way possible. Right. Because the way that Marvel or any big company should attempt to get you to read their big crossover is by having it be good. hmm Not just having a crossover for the sake of having a crossover. Uh, however, I think this does stand on its own if you had been reading the previous Thanos stuff. You know, the Thanos stuff of the last year or two. Um, if you're reading current Cosmic Ghost Rider, there's some sprinkling of some stuff in there. And if you are, in fact, reading Infinity War, I would say that this is a crucial chapter. And maybe if you're reading As Guardians of the Galaxy, which we're going to be talking about a little bit later on as well, uh, you probably should have, uh, read this before that. Right. But this was really good. It makes me miss having Donny Cates in the Thanos book, but I'm sure when the Donny Cates Guardians of the Galaxy book comes out, maybe Thanos will be in it.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Did you like the backup story?
1: Backup story was good. It was a silent issue, brought me back to um you know, when Marvel did their fifth week gimmick of the silent issues.
0: Right, which all was a take-off of a G.I. Joe issue.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was just essentially the first time Thanos sent Gamora out to kill, essentially.
0: Right. Or at uh, least that's
1: what, you know, she was very right. young.
0: Young, and, you know, he tells, he and he doesn't even tell, he just says, bring back one, you know, one person, go kill one person, and she ends up doing stuff, and it doesn't go quite like we think it would, and there's repercussions, and... I mean, it's not a, like, the greatest Thanos story ever, t- ever told, but I really think it gets the gist of Thanos, if you know what I mean. Like, it's a quick, quick, not even read, but it's like, boom, you, you understand why Gamora would really hate Thanos in, in a short, quick, fast story.
1: Right. <laughs> so. so it was good, definitely check it out. Right. Uh, speaking of one of the other books, and that was, uh, As Guardians of the Galaxy number one, uh, written by Cullen Bunn with art by Matteo Loli. Loli. Mm-hmm. Uh, another book. It claims that it's an Infinity War tie-in, and I'm going to take them at their word. Uh I think this probably ties in more to the aforementioned Thanos stuff. And a lot of the stuff that's going on currently in the Thor book uh, by Jason Aaron. Uh, when this book was announced, of course, uh, I, I said just the crazy makeshift wacky team of this was enough to get me in to this. But, uh, once the team is here, it's, uh, Angela who's leading the team. And it's one of those things where, and I'm not gonna get too, too spoilery, but the reason that this is a crazy wacky makeshift team, because if this mission fails and, this mission certainly does have a chance of failing, uh, that these are people who are not going to be missed. Mm -hmm. So that's why she has uh, put this team together. And obviously there's the, uh, the teaser at the end of who is in the Destroyer armor. Because anytime Destroyer shows up, there's always somebody in the armor, and it's always a tease of who it is. And this is a pretty good tease of who it is, especially if you're reading the current Thor books.
0: Right. And now basically the like, so basically the elevator pitch was give me a Marvel cosmic versions of the Legends of Tomorrow with better weeks. Right. Because it's literally like when they put together Legends of Tomorrow, it was like people who if you all die, the timelines don't get messed up. You're irrelevant. And that's what this is. And I really liked it. And there were certain aspects that, you know, early on it tells you, so it's not much of a spoiler, but Valkyrie has been, you know, attached to a mortal being kind of like the way Thor was with doctor. I can't think of the the first, uh, Donald person. Yeah, Donald Blake, so there's that nod and everything. And I like, you know, uh, the, the Thor Frog is in here, which is fantastic. Thunder um, Thunderstrike is already the butt of many jokes, you know what I mean? You can see coming. But the one thing that you did say, and I'm not gonna say who it is, who's in the, the, the Destroyer armor, I have a feeling by the time this is over, there's going to be another member of the team in that, not th- this team, but another person who's going to be wearing the destroyer armor, if you know what I mean, yes. and, and a part of this team. So I have a feeling that's where that's going. But I thoroughly loved it. It was told out of order, but fun, uh, looked beautiful. Um, shocking enough, it's a cosmic book that I'm going to pick up, Joe. So I really liked it.
1: Right. I'm glad we got it. And, and uh, so – not to give too too much away about what the plot of the story is, but uh, every time one of the gods die and they're reborn, their husk has gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, now all those husks are coming back to roost. Yep. And it's a big we'll put- giant wave of death that's coming through the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And it's up to Angela and uh, Moner, Tony, Jonathan and Samantha, I mean the Asgardians of the galaxy to stop them. <laughs>
0: You're right.
1: So again, it it looks it, it was just as you know, you know you mentioned the elevator pitch, it's like give me the cosmic version of Legends of Tomorrow, but even just if you see this book and you see Thor Frog and you see Thunderstrike and you see all these things, pick it up. It's a fun book. We're talking about a bunch of the Infinity Wars tie-in books, but neither right. of us are reading the actual Infinity War book and
0: i have read every infinity everything yes back to the original one and for some reason i can't get into this one um and like i always say it's because i'm a gem guy i'm not a stone guy so
1: we've already made the joke when you say that that it, that's truly outrageous correct
0: no i think we haven't and okay. you were scolded for it but okay. uh, but honestly that's that's one of the reasons and anytime you throw you're, they throw Wolverine into the mix, and I was like, yeah. You mean, like, at this point, you're like, Wolverine's been on every team. It's like, it's time to make Wolverine cosmic. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good.
1: That's Just heat up he, his clo- he needs He needs cosmic
0: claws is what he oh, needs. Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Heated cosmic claws.
1: Oh, I'd buy ten then. Each – wait a minute. Todd. <gasps> infinity claws. Yeah. I was going to say, how many infinity stones are there, Todd? Six. One – his stone is one each claw. Mm. Oh, i I'm cutting this part of the podcast out so no one steals this brilliant idea.
0: I would read Infinity Claws. Oh my god.
1: And you do a holiday that special with it, you tie it in with Santa Claus, you're all good.
0: And he gets the he gets the, the infinity claw and he's Infinity Claws, it's a swerve. Oh my
1: goodness. Todd, I'm telling <laughs> you, we can keep talking about it, but I'm cutting it out of the podcast. Oh,
0: Oh, like that a thing ho. from a couple weeks ago. Yep. Was there a thing from a couple weeks ago? Oh yes, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> I know what you're that talking about. Next year's After Dark scheme. you yes, you're talking about Al's. Gals. I got you.
1: Als that's the code, Al's Gals. <laughs> yeah, code name Al's Gals. Right. Uh so the other book that we're going to talk about is The Dreaming Number One. Um Written by uh, Simon Spurrier, with art by Bill Quis-Evely. Okay. So this has been the return to the characters uh, in the realm of the Sandman universe, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we got the teaser in that Sandman universe number one that came out a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, here are these four or five books that are coming out that are kind of hopefully redo the Sandman universe well, not redo, but, like, bring it back, right?
0: hmm
1: And I read them, and they didn't fill me with tons of whatever, but the dreaming one did, because I like these characters, I like the main focus, and the whole thing is is that dream Daniel is gone. Yes. He abandoned his realm, and now you've got all your people, your illusions, your Murph Pumpkinheads, uh, Matthew the Crow, all these people who are having these things- He's a raven. Uh, the raven. My apologies, Matthew Just the saying. raven. Uh, Matthew the sad Scotty flamingo.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: So you've got all these characters and how they're all dealing with this, and then of course our main character uh, is this Dora character who somehow has an ability that she is able to travel through dreams as well, and she's also upset with Daniel Dream because of a deal that Morpheus Dream had made with her. And then reneged on her because obviously no fault of his own, but because he died.
0: Right. Or at least, at least from what we know, she says he reneged on, but maybe he's, he has a different view of it. You know what I mean? I don't know because that's how deep some of Sandman books were, but I want to see how that plays
1: out. You know what I mean? So I read this. I liked it just fine, but I need a uh, lighter fare these days.
0: I think I know what you mean.
1: Right. This was maybe a little bit too heady for a 41-year-old man who likes to see giant robots punch other giant robots in the face.
0: Right. Now, I agree with you, but here's the thing. Lucian is doing a lot of narration in this book, and it's over the top narration with big words that I don't almost understand at times. But there's a moment where Matthew's like, I don't need to I don't mean to mess with you during your narrations. And he's like, but you seem like there's something wrong with them. And that's where the, the weakest part of the book to me is when Lucian's narrating and it's it's boisterous and over the top. And it's it's almost like someone mocking old Vertigo Sandman. But I think there's something wrong with Lush, Lucius or Lucian um that he needs, he's doing this and I want to see more. But when you get into Dora and you get into Merv Pumpkinhead and you get into the every day, which was what made Sandman amazing with all the possibilities of the dreaming, the endless going from, you know, the past seeing them in the past, the future, you can do anything in dreams. You got to go find the lost brother the best part about Sandman was the down to earth dialogue that was like, in all this wackiness, re- like, re- people I thought I could run into on the street. And I think s- if Neil had w- written this, it would be much better. But I give, uh, Simon Spurrier credit for doing that a lot with, with, with Dora and Merv. And Lucian when he's, when he's like, he's lucid, you know, lucid Lucian, you know? So I want to see where it goes, if that makes any sense. I think it's supposed to be wacky for some of it, and they're going to bring it down to earth as we get, go on our quest to find out whatever's going on. So I'm, I, I like this book, but I understand how it could be tough to trudge through.
1: <laughs> I will probably give this another look when the trade comes out.
0: Okay. Uh, just because uh, uh, Sandman is maybe, to me, the greatest comic ever made, and I say that like, I, yes, to me, maybe Sandman is the greatest comic ever made, that it gives it, it, gives it a lot of leeway for me. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. a lot of leeway. So I'm going to say this is going to at least take the first trade. Like, I'll go through the first six, and then I'll make my decision. That's just
1: me. Okay. So we'll we'll revisit this maybe when the trade comes out. Right. And I get a chance to read the trade, and you've already read the six issues, and we can go from there.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Joe. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what we read this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com, every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern time or so, we put up the poll post which a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week, whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, however it is that you get your books, be forewarned and be forearmed. Know what's coming out so that you have enough bags and backs so you can get some extra boxes, all that sort of stuff. Speaking of those things, uh, one of the two things that Todd and I are doing in the calendar year 2018 is keeping track of dollars spent On comic books, of course, less the aforementioned bags, backs, boxes, etc. And also attempting to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, I still have a lead over Todd of, I think, five correct guesses. Uh, Even though Todd claims he is sandbagging this, I refuse to believe it. I'm looking at his list. And we don't count uh, Absolute Killing Joke. That's reprinted material. We're looking at, like, the new stuff
0: right that's all reprinted material i would say absolutes would count if like because they like if i got an authority absolute there's literally a new absolute story in mm-hmm. in one of the authorities coming up um which i'm not getting but that's the only way an absolute would count
1: i'm gonna guess the book you're most looking forward to coming out this week is fantastic four number two
0: it is fantastic four number two will it be the fantastic four together again who knows
1: they told us at the end of last issue that it would be
0: We don't know that, though. They lied to us one time ago. (laughs) Remember when uh, Marvel 2-in-1 was the search for Fantastic Four? I guess a a search could fail, right? That's true. Okay. So I'm looking over your list. And is the book you're looking forward to most also Fantastic Four number dose? It is. Yes.
1: So both correct, but no movement on the board. I'm still ahead. Yes. All right. So. While you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I, and Adam's stuff is over there as well, Uh, but all the stuff that Todd and I have ever done uh, for comic book stuff, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of After Dark, the 2017 smash sensation Todd and Joe have issues, everything exists over at longboxheroes.com, as does our store, which is uh, where you can purchase either buttons, or Pins, stickers, <laughs> or shirts with our fancy logo on them, and Todd is going to have some of those pins on his person at Keystone Comic Con this Friday if you're going to see him there. Save a nickel or two on shipping charges or whatever it is. Get that, uh, have Todd reach into his, uh, dc messenger bag, root around Ooh. past my burger towel and get you a pin don't put you, any pins on my burger towel oh,
0: maybe i will I'm ah. um, real real quick real quick i want to mention the ac my ac dc bag it is getting retired this year oh. only two more cons and then i unveil the new bag the new bag joe at new york comic-con the granddaddy of them all on the east coast
1: would you say that Todd's got a brand-new bag?
0: Todd does have a brand-new bag, and I'm not giving any information about it. Nobody knows about it. Uh, it's sitting it's sitting right next to me, and old AC is, like, getting tired, got some rips in her. So two more shows, and she's retired.
1: I hope you have a proper retirement ceremony for her. And once it's retired, it's not allowed to come back out of retirement.
0: No, the AC's going away forever. Forever.
1: Forever. 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 Oh, that's a reference to Todd's favorite uh, Texan wrestler, uh, Chainsaw Charlie McCarthy. That's right. For the new listeners. Right. But while you're over at longboxhears.com, of course, if you don't need a sticker, uh, you don't need a pin, you don't need a shirt, but you still want to help us out. You could purchase something through our Amazon click through across the top of the page. It doesn't cost you a red cent more, but any of those extra red cents get sent to us for any of the purchases that you make. And of course, we're always very appro- appreciative of the purchases that you make. Some of the more notable purchases. Uh, through the Amazon click through this past week. I always love when comic book stuff gets purchased. Uh, I, I know specifically Jason, who helped us out greatly with some of the technical stuff this past week. Again, listen to After Dark for more about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, purchased the most recent issues of Transformers Unicron and Deadpool. Uh, I know those were through our Amazon click through. Uh, somebody also purchased volumes six and eight of the Scott Snyder Batman collection. Someone also purchased both, and I'm guessing this is the same person, New X-Men Academy X, the complete collection hardcover, and Alpha Flight by John Byrne, Omnibus.
0: Ooh, John Byrne, he can draw.
1: Someone also purchased the CPR Call Blocker Protect, a Ooh. manual device that you could set up on your old rotary phone to <laughs> prevent, uh, you know, solicitation calls from coming through and so forth. mm uh, but someone also purchased a big-ticket item, almost as exciting as comic books, the Asus Tough, Thin, and Light Gaming Laptop.
0: Ooh! hmm
1: So a lot of big-ticket items there. Uh, and again, thank you very much for any purchase, big or small, that was done through our Amazon click-through. It definitely makes Todd happy, and it makes me uh, happy having to deal with uh, PayPal on a monthly basis to give Todd his cut of the money.
0: You love when I get my cut of the money.
1: You I do. do. It makes me happy. When I see that cha-ching, it makes me happy.
0: It makes me happy, too.
1: Right. So, uh, Todd, before we get into Art Attack and the Mailbag, uh, Pigskin Pick'ems, week one yeah. is in the books, Todd.
0: It is in the books. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Remember, pick with your brain, not with your heart.
1: <laughs> and I do want to have some clarity, of course. Uh, the Ginger Avenger, long-time listener to the show, actually did state that both of his children and his wife, the last one begrudgingly, are making their own picks.
0: Yes, they are.
1: Right. Uh, I got eight picks right. We're already one person in, and somebody already forgot to do their picks or completely got every single one wrong.
0: Which I doubt, but. Which
1: I doubt. Um, how did you do, Todd? I Where
0: are got, you on this list. I got seven right, but I. Picked I as uh, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade the Nazi I chose poorly. <laughs>
1: so,
0: I want to be like Indy. I want to choose wisely next next week.
1: No, but we do had some. We did have someone uh, who got twelve correct, and that was Help Help Maholes. <laughs> yep. And then we had uh, about nine people knotted up at eleven. Uh, most notably Howard the Dave who picked the name. Stan Malibu's jacket.
0: Oh, oh see.
1: and that jackets, that jackets, seen better days.
0: Oh, good, good times.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't forget to do your picks. Make sure you have them in by Thursday night's game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and don't forget that you have to pick the score for one of the Monday night games, which I forgot to do this past week. Not that matters, because I thought the Raiders, Well, I my kid said the Raiders were going to win, and sadly, he was wrong.
0: He picked with his heart. I
1: think he just thought the logo looked cool.
0: It does look cool.
1: I had to go. I have to pull up a separate site. It's more work (sighs) for me, by the way, because toward the end of last year,
0: he was Mm -hmm. starting
1: to figure out, like, oh, the one with the longer green bar is the one I should choose, right? Right. So I want his picks to be pure, so I just (laughs) go to, like, a generic site that doesn't even say, like, if the team won or lost last year. Right, right. It's just like, here are the games in order. You know,
0: you want pure picks. You don't want any of those those Asa stepped-on
1: picks. <laughs> uh, but eight's pretty good. I told him, you'll you'll hear it at the end of the show, when I told him that he got eight out of, uh, what was it, 14 right? I think 16. Right. So, you know, whatever it was. I'm like, oh, he got eight right. He's like, oh, awesome. He was very happy about that. So That's
0: right. Just tell him all the ones you got right. Never tell him, like, you know, you got you got two out of sixteen right. Right. Just say so you got two right. Right. Be like,
1: yay. Hmm. But I have to record his thing, and then I have to listen back to it and then make my picks. Oh,
0: Fantastic.
1: And the kid's a big loudmouth like his dad, but you put a microphone in front of him and he clams up.
0: <laughs> right. I wish. I
1: wish his father would do that Whoa. sometimes. <laughs> well, I I almost will. Todd, did we have any art attacks this week?
0: Yes, we did. Uh, we had. From mega contributor Euronymous, he, uh, had a piece that was done by, uh, from Frolic, uh, with Ke- Kelly Williams. I'm not sure who the artist is. Is it Kelly Williams or it's a doodle of a, of a, uh, tent from Frolic, like, you know, as a remark. But I'm not 100% sure who's the artist yeah, on the Yeah, Kelly
1: Williams is the artist. Uh, he did not tag him in the piece. Uh Euronymous sent us a piece from Kelly Williams last week and that's when we had ah, brought up Kelly Williams Twitter where he's what is it Nacho man Sandy Oh yes that's right something cabbage or something Sandy like cabbage, that Sandy
0: cabbage right Best Twitter name I've heard in a long long time So that's really cool remarks are always nice um Thunderbolt 712 sent in a page a Spider-Man page that's amazing pun intended from Stuart in in Stuart Imminen. I wasn't gonna uh, correct you. I know. I was gonna get it. It took me a second. Um and I know we're both huge fans of Stuart's artwork. And this is this is actually a beautiful page, and I'm very glad and we know who owns this page, and we've many times thought about an Ocean <laughs> Eleven type scheme to get some. So
1: Well I I understand that he and I uh this T-Bold712 and I have been mistaken for each other a time or two in the past, or possibly one time in the future, but who knows?
0: Oh, really? I need to hear that story. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Todd, what's the
0: last one? Um, also the last one is from Kurt kotmo 2, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, he got an Allen Davis 4 while at terrific con and i i've got a batman off him years ago and you can't go wrong with an alan davis sketch at a con and joe do you know how i he he is a very reasonable get like the money you pay for something like that Mm -hmm. is ridiculously uh, affordable
1: so that that like blows my mind and that thor piece is very nice that's like the thor we know and love Mm pre-movies you know He's got the helmet on with the wings.
0: Never, never tell, never mention the the helmet in the Thor movies with Tom Duranek. You don't, you don't want to do it. You'll be there two hours later, him complaining that he never wears the helmet. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wears the helmet in this Alan Davis pick. So, thank you all for sending in your your pieces.
1: All right. So, uh, sadly, due to a lot of issues going on in my life, I did not get a chance. Uh, to watch, uh, Disenchanted. Uh, Disenchantment. What is it? We never, <laughs> never get it right. Disenchantment. Right. Uh, but we do have two letters from the mailbag. Uh, one from last week that we forgot to mention. Jared Finelli, a longtime listener of the show on Twitter, asked us Everyone loves Batman, the animated series, and Justice League JLU, and they both hold up today. What do you guys think of the Spawn animated series from HBO?
0: What did you think, Joe? Do you remember I liked
1: it. it. You know, it was definitely a product of its time. Um, They certainly could have gone a little bit more full tilt with the uh, restrictions that they don't have from being on HBO. Mm -hmm. And I definitely get what – for me, I think the cartoon itself holds up. The parts that did not work at the time and probably hold up horribly today – are the Todd <gasps> McFarlane wraparounds.
0: You beat me to it because I did not have, uh, the, the hobo back in the day mm. when this was out. So I, so I had to go over a friend's house to watch it and I was not a big image guy at this time. Okay. Rem- at this time, Joe, I was a different person in my life. I was the guy who was against image. I dislike all these artists who had left. Oh, Writers these artists work-
1: shouldn't get paid for their work, Girl, I'm Todd. <laughs> right. Not this is
0: the Todd who would have rallied and, and, and screamed at the sky because they did before Watchmen. <laughs> like this is a different Todd. This was a Todd who hadn't been ground down yet and still cared. <laughs> like different Todd. So when it happened, I was not anti like to me it was more because i had read some of what i tried what some of the uh the image guys had written and i didn't think it was all that great so i was like ah so i tried i tried spawn and really when it all comes down to what i remember from spawn was those todd mcfarlane intros man that's what i remember and i i want to go back and watch those and did he do the outros you said too
1: I think they would do, like, a wraparound. I think they tried to right. make it like uh their own...
0: Crypt Keeper? Nouveau
1: Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's all I really remember. And I don't know how it holds up. I don't know, you know, any of that. I, I would like to watch it again um because I vaguely remember the animation being really, really cool.
1: Right, it and looked that,
0: awesome. Right, that's where it stood out. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, you know, think of... The, I'm trying to remember how close it was to Do the Evolution by Pearl Jam, which McFarlane did all the artwork for that animation. Mm -hmm. Right around the same time, I believe it was. I don't know, but that's, I'm connecting two things in my brain. Uh,
1: I think they were within like, you know, they were within striking distance of each other. Right, so. Uh, but all of the, uh, actually all these, I think it was just the intros. All of the intros are actually on YouTube in one handy dandy video. So I'm actually going to include that in the, uh, the show notes this week. Right. So you watch, you the listener, watch for yourself after Todd and I do it. We're not going to do it on the air. I think Todd might say a swear or two. It's been a while.
0: What? I would never swear.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, we also got another email that came in uh, from Wondering on a Wednesday, who writes, with the release of scroll photos from Captain Marvel, the upcoming uh, Marvel cinematic film, and their origins in Fantastic Four comics, the potential for the Marvel Cinematic Universe doing a proper Doctor Doom comes to mind, considering Mm -hmm. the technique they use for showing Robert Downey Jr.'s face inside the armor, would even a Doom fan like Todd want to see that used with Victor Von Doom? No. Alright, everybody, see you next week. No.
0: (laughs) Right. My take on this, and this is the stance I'm taking, and Marvel seems to be the company that might do it right, is literally... Is literally like the way they hired, uh, who's, who, who's, uh, Rocket Raccoon? Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Just go get Christoph, Christoph Waltz and go, you're Dr. Doom. You're going to be playing him. We might young you up for the for the flashback scenes like a la robert downey jr you know like Uh, michael douglas
1: and ant-man and stuff
0: exactly we may do that so when you're in college with reed we can do that but after that you're james earl jones baby you you're not even gonna have to show up on set right
1: we're we're gonna put uh a different guy in the costume
0: Right, we're gonna get a, a guy who's gonna wear the armor or the whatever it is, the the ping pong ball suit or whatever, and you're just gonna and he's gonna have the lines. Maybe he'll read them so people can react to them. But you're gonna come up and post, a la I am Groot, a la Rocket Raccoon, and you're just gonna do your thing. And the closest we're ever gonna get to see is a close up on the on the the scarred flesh around the eyes when they do the 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 classic like you know focus on doctor doom's face for emotion that's it anything else and i'm out and i'm out and i think marvel has the stones to do it because they have the the clout where you know you can you can hire like we we have proof that they'll hire a guy just for the voice
1: and i think that's the best way to do it right and i think things are different when you're dealing with the uh the hero of the movie versus the villain of the movie right uh, and I think if you're paying and you're having an actor like a Robert Downey Jr., you're going to want to show his face as much as possible mm-hmm. or with any of the heroes. Whereas with the villain, you're OK to hide their face if need be.
0: Right. And I and I just use Christoph Waltz because it works for me. Yeah,
1: sure. But,
0: you know, whoever, whoever. But it's going to be a name. It's not like they're going to go get Dr. Doom when he's going to be a nobody. Like, who who's been a nobody? Like, at least every character that they've got, I could pretty much name from other stuff. Like, I even knew, like, uh people from Creed and Black Panthers, you know, from Walking Dead. So it's like, they have a track record. They get quality.
1: I say you get that Pollyanna McIntosh who plays the junkie on, and you have her be Lady Doom.
0: Oh, that would be fantastic. Mm. She's all like, I'm a robot in this guy. His armor. <laughs> so, I don't know.
1: Something like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So, thanks to anyone who sent us in a question, whether you tweeted us. will eventually get to us. Direct message us. Uh, direct message we might not go with, you know, because that's kind of private. But send us an email, tweet at us, whatever it is. We'll uh, hey, do our best to answer it on the show. Todd has to remind me a lot, though.
0: Right. If you're at Keystone, you know, and you, you know, we handshake, and I pull my hand back, and there's like a folded up note, like, help me, and what do you think of, you know, Tom King's Batman? You know, I'll answer the
1: question. Todd will be the guy handing out worker handshakes to Jim Clarinet. you, oh my God, I might have to do that. <laughs>
0: Just so you know, Mr. Clarinet, I don't work stiff. <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. All right, everybody, thank you very much for listening to episode 415 of Longbox Heroes. For Todd, this is Joe saying we'll see y'all here next week. Remember,
0: be a faucet, not a drain. Ooh.
1: All right, it's week two of the NFL picks. I'm here again with Asa. He got eight right last week. Yeah, I think you should have got nine, because the one you picked for the Browns was a tie, and it was the first time that the Browns didn't lose in 14 years. You said they were going to win, but it was a tie, so that's good enough, I think. So let's go through week two. I have money stuck to my arm. All right, so... Who do you think is going to win? The Ravens or the Bengals? Bengals. Who do you think is going to win? The Chiefs or the Steelers? Steelers. Who do you think is going to win? The Dolphins or the Jets? Jets. Jets? They won last night, I think. The Eagles or the Buccaneers? Eagles. I know a lot of people like the
0: Eagles. Yeah.
1: That's how I used to do this. I used to pick the teams that my friends liked. The Browns or the Saints The Browns or the Saints Saints The Colts or the Redskins the Colts The Chargers or the Bills? Bills The The Vikings or the Packers?
0: Packers
1: The Panthers or the Falcons? The Texans or the Titans? Titans. Say it a little bit louder.
0: Titans.
1: The Cardinals or the Rams? Rams. The Lions or the 49ers? 49ers. The Raiders or the Broncos?
0: Broncos.
1: Oh, man. Say that a little bit louder.
0: Broncos.
1: The Patriots or the Jaguars? Jaguars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Giants or the Cowboys?
0: The Giants.
1: And last one, the Seahawks or the Bears? Uh, He's thinking about it.
0: Seahawks.
1: Seahawks. All right. Thank you very much for doing week two. Bye-bye. And he's off.
0: And he's off.